Hey everyone, um, today I want to kind of give a mini type sermon, I guess, um, out of a couple passages and just maybe a talk through and then finish off with a, a poem that I wrote uh, relating to two different passages. In this first passage, like I said, I want to give kind of a talk through as I read it. So this will be really brief, but we're going to begin in Philippians chapter 3, where the Apostle Paul has been talking about how it is his hope, it is his goal to attain the resurrection of the dead. And so he wants to grow in the holiness of God that he might obtain this. However, um, you know, it takes perfection to do it. And nobody's perfect. And Paul says, you know, he's not perfect even, right? So let's just see what he has to say about this. You know, we can't really take one verse out of context. It, it could go this way or that. Let's see what he has to say all together. Um, beginning in verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect. So, yeah, he's, he's admitting that he hasn't uh, succumbed to the perfection that is going to allow him to be raised to the dead and have fellowship with God forever. <laughs> Nobody's perfect except Jesus. And then he goes on and he says, But I press on to make it my own. So is Paul saying he is doing good works in order to obtain salvation? <laughs> no. Why do we know that? Because in the very next uh, phrase, he tells us who it is that has already did the work for him. And he says, so let me read that all together here. But I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. So then Paul is already a child of God, but he still says he's pressing on toward perfection. And that's what sanctification is. God's work in us to make us practically what he has already did for us positionally, you might say. So, uh, and neither is Paul saying that now that I'm a Christian, he's made me his own. I'm under grace so I can ease up on this new mission. I'll take it easy. I'll live in sin some here and there. I mean, at least I'm saved. So no, but he's saying the opposite. He's saying since... God has made him his own. He has this new motivator working inside him, the Holy Spirit, who causes him to go forward in Christ. I mean, Christ is the one who has made us alive, and he is our quickener in growth. Look, we're made 100% righteous because we're imputed with the righteousness of Jesus. And or practically, we're... His work in progress. And he's not stagnant in his work, is he? I mean, Paul is pressing on because Jesus is pressing on in Paul, right? And continuing, verse 13, he says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it on my own. So Paul doesn't even consider the possibility that he has fully become like Christ yet, nor does he deserve credit for the growth of that he has attained in the Lord. 
So, uh, but he, he goes on, he says, but one thing I do. So, hey, this one thing, I'm a simple guy. I want to know this one thing that Paul says that he does in this broken world and in this broken body with sin on every side. What does he do? What is so important? This is like the application verse, I think. And he says, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. So Paul forgets, I think, in that like he does not entertain fond memories of his old life and sin, right? He forgets them. And I would think that he also forgets in that he does not like wallow in his failures even of today or even yesterday. In his sin, he repents and he gets back up in the righteousness of Christ and he goes forward. Um, he does not let those things behind him hinder his mission. Um, he's on a new mission, right? Not the old mission to seek and proclaim his own glory, but the new mission that now truly brings him joy to see more of the glory of God in Jesus and to proclaim his glory to others. And, and so, verse 14, he goes on, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So, we've got a goal, we've got a prize, and we've got the upward call. What are these things? What's the goal? Well, I think he has indicated that it is the resurrection of the dead. He wants to, to be raised up in Christ forever to be with him in his fellowship and to share in his glory and to receive an inheritance in the Lord as his child. And that's his goal. Um, so what is the upward call? Well, I think that would be this mission that he's been talking about. It's a twofold mission uh, that I mentioned briefly. And that is to first see more of the glory of God for ourselves in Jesus and therefore grow in him, uh, no longer be motivated by the flesh and the old man seeking our own glory. Um, and then the second part of that mission is to then go and share the glory of God in Jesus with others, right? That's our mission as believers. Then we go to what's the prize that he's talking about? Jesus is the prize. Um... I mean, that's what the Bible is about. He's the greatest treasure in the universe, worth uh, enjoy, ungrasping our hands uh, from the promises of the world and leaving all that we might have Him. And one day we will actually, physically, leave this world. And we're either going to go to be with Him or to go and be away from Him, His fellowship and relationship with Him forever. So continuing on, verse 15 says, Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. So, I mean, it is God who is the revealer, right? I mean, we need to stay close to the Lord um, instead uh, of trusting our own analyzation or even other men's words about truth. We are to look to God. In his word and verify what we've heard and even what we think and abide in Christ John um, 15 I think abide in Christ and his words in us 
and be seekers of God, and He will reveal truth to us. And so that's what Paul says we ought to do. God is the revealer. So, and then verse 16, uh, the, the last verse of our passage says, only let us hold true to what we have obtained. So although Paul talks about forgetting uh, what's behind us, he's not talking about forgetting what God has already shown us in Christ. He's talking about forgetting our old way of, of seeking after joy and treasure. And he's saying, forget that. But he's saying not to forget what God has already shown us in Christ Jesus and from his word and not to, to lose what we have attained in Christ, but to keep hold of those things, keep going forward, keep pressing on to the goal. All right, and and then this this last passage, First uh, Corinthians nine twenty four through twenty seven. I just let me just read that, and I'll briefly talk about it, and then I'm going to read a poem about that. So First Corinthians nine twenty four. Again, Paul is speaking. Uh, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest, after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. So again, it's Paul saying he's working for salvation and by his running, and he might be disqualified. No, I think we've already established that God has already made him his own. But if God is not working in Paul, then that would be a red flag that um, he may be disqualified. If his works are not being motivated by the Holy Spirit, um, then that's a red flag for that, right? So, but for Paul, no, God has told him that he is his own. He is God's own. And But there's something else here, I think. It almost sounds like Paul is saying that he is racing against others who want the prize. Maybe even other believers or others who, who want the prize of Jesus, who's the greatest treasure in the universe, and only one person will get it. Is he saying that? <laughs> no. <laughs> in the verses that follow, Paul goes on to... Uh, say not to choose sin over God. Don't choose sin and the promises of the world over God, over Jesus. And I think we might look at this passage from that standpoint. Paul is saying, I think, that he is pressing on to the prize as he overtakes. Overtakes who? You and me and, and all others who seek Christ? No. I think Paul is saying... He wants to overtake the old man that he used to be, uh, or rather the sin that is still even in his life practically as God is working on him. So as Paul runs this race, the old works of sin are, are being replaced with good works that are quickened in Christ Jesus. I mean, Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, 
created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So if this was not happening practically in Paul's life, if he was not running the race, um, if the old works were not dying and being replaced with good works, then this would be a red flag in his life. Uh, it would be a good indication that that Jesus had never started a work in his heart. Uh, another final verse on this, and then the poem, Philippians 1.6 says this, and actually it's Paul speaking in the previous verse and again in this verse. So everything today is the Apostle Paul's words. And so he says this, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So, so God gets all the glory. We have nothing to boast or brag about. It's the good works in our life. It's the race that we run that point to the one who is doing the work in us and who ran for us. And on the day of Jesus Christ, we will be in his perfection, in righteousness, uh, not only positionally, but practically as well. So here's the poem, and I really don't have a title for it yet, but it goes something like this. One song, I'm pressing on, I'm going forward. I will not give up, I will not sit down, back down, or turn around. If I fall down, I will not lay down or stay down. I'll get back up and go and not slow down. The enemy says you're a failure, right? <laughs> not just once a month or a few times a year. But every day I hear him say, you're worthless. You haven't got a clue what to do, where to go, how to lead, who to follow. You're not smart. You don't finish. You, you don't have heart. You don't even know where to start. Your foot's not big enough to stop up your own mouth. But your lips still speak and your heart betrays all the ways you're weak. You're a fiasco, a disaster, a fouled up screwball dead duck failure. You lag behind. You'll never reach the finish line. You cry out, someone give me my inhaler. That's what I hear the enemy say. But in your weakness, you're strong. The light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ shines through the cracks in the darkest of nights as you erupt in joyous song. Still, you pray every day and you won't retreat or surrender defeat. You put on your veil to the enemy's wail, his threats to impale and doom you to hell. You ignore all his lies for your imminent demise. You welcome the pain, not trusting your eyes. You run not in vain through the wind and the rain. So you press on for the prize. You know what lies through the sunrise where you'll sing of your king and nevermore die to this one who all your needs supply. And now all along the way, you can't help but proclaim the breath of his story in this blood-bought domain. So onward you strain to the death for his glory, his promise to obtain. Yes, it's his promise, I said, which you hold till you're dead. 
It's not your word or your work that secures your stead. As faithfulness shows faith, running says, you've joined the race. Against the old man's skin, the sin within, as you rest in his best to the praise of his grace. Still, we're not our own. And so his pledge to obtain, we press to make our own. But only since Jesus has already made us his own. So then, we are God's work in progress and not our own. Created in Christ Jesus for good works to his glory and not our own. And I am sure that God will finish this work which he has started before the world, his thoughts, his words, all the plans he charted. So don't be discouraged. Press on undismayed. Sing out God's praise all of your days. We have good reason to sing and dance. Through faith we shall claim our inheritance.